This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. With the college basketball tournaments in full swing, we wanted to check in with athletic brewing athlete, trailblazer, and one of the best point guards in the nation, Rory Harmon. Rory plays on the women's team in Texas. She was named the Big 12's Freshman of the Year and the Big 12 Tournament's Most Outstanding Player in 2022. So needless to say, there was a lot of hype going into this season. And Rory has absolutely risen to that challenge. Having one of the best seasons imaginable, she's been ranked one of the best point guards for this season in college basketball and entered the tournament in March as one of the highest ranking teams. Today, we're going to be diving into Rory's story, what kind of got her to this point, what kind of other sports she played, what her parents did right, and what are the things that motivates her every day to live a life without compromise and be a trailblazer. And speaking of trailblazer, that is also the name of the beer that we release every year for Women's History Month. There's still some available. Check it out at athleticbrewing.com, and let's go ahead and dive in. All right, folks, welcome to Without Compromise. You heard a little of Rory's story in the intro, but now we're going to talk to Rory Harmon. Rory, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Yeah, doing great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, making the time. I, I want to kind of, uh, you know, jump in right at the, really go back to the beginning. Obviously, you're a star basketball player, one of the nation's best, huge coming out of high school. But where did it start for you? That's why I, I, was, I always want to find out. Was it one of your parents that played? Um, where, when did basketball start to enter your life? Oh, well, thank you for that. And I mean, honestly, I've always I've been surrounded by a lot of athletic people in my family. Um, my dad played in football, basketball, and track. And then my mom did everything else, too, and then including cheerleading and band. So... I mean, they were just always involved in like school and I mean they were really smart they got academic scholarships but I mean they just kind of they kind of just had me and my brother around sports I do have an older brother he is three years older than me yeah they had us around sports a lot and I mean I, I think I my first love was soccer I'm not gonna lie I mean I just had a lot of energy as a kid and um they they put that orange ball with some black stripes around it in my hand and I think I instantly fell in love obviously having no idea that I would be where I am today. Um, but I stuck with it. My dad became my trainer basically my whole life. And I would just say my parents like completely inspired me like every day to just be very successful and just enjoy what I'm doing. Oh, that's cool. So you did, did you have to choose at some point like basketball over maybe soccer? Cause we talk to a lot of athletes where it's like, you know, they, they excel at more than one sport. Was there ever, like, I don't know, a crossroad for you? I mean, honestly, like, in middle school, I did every single sport that was available. Like, I did volleyball, I ran cross country, um, I did track, basketball. And I just, you know, when you're better at one sport than the other ones, you, like, almost are like, okay, let me just focus on this sport because I'm, I'm more successful in this and maybe be more successful in the long run in the future. And so I think as soon as I left middle school, my dad asked me, like, is this is what you want to do like is this what you want to do 
Um, if so, like we can make sure that you get extra time and do some training and skill work and basketball was the only thing I played in high school. So I think that was when I cut everything off and was like, basketball is what I want to do. You know, there, there's like a lot of research out there saying, um, do, do as many sports as possible. And it gives you like well-roundedness and can prevent injury and just kind of gives you more perspective when it comes to like excelling. So they say a lot of the folks that are, um, there's a lot of research around to, to be really good at one sport in the long run, it takes building a foundation around a ton of sports. And so, I don't know, you seem to be kind of even more evidence for that. I mean, yeah, I just, you learn like you through those years that I did play different sports and whatnot. I mean, even when I was younger that I don't even remember and you learn different things from these sports. I'm not gonna lie, they overall have a general lesson, you know, and I mean, that's kind of why I like, I love sports so much, because that's where I meet my friends, I mean, you can just, that's where you build teamwork and uh, relationships, and so, I mean, I don't know where I'd be without playing the different sports that I did to lead up to where I am now, just playing basketball. When I when I was watching some film and you were playing and you were like you know moving in between the defense like your agility that that was very soccer esque you know what I mean dribbling through and I was like I can kind of see the foundation there and kind of the love and how it would translate so that's pretty cool to think about um this my this is my more 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 personal interest what did your parents do right with you do you feel like like getting you into the game and getting you I don't know to fall in love with the game what what do you think they did right at this point. I mean, my parents supported me in anything I wanted to do. Like, even if, and even even if I didn't even want to play a sport, they would completely support me. They knew that whatever I wanted to do in life, like, I was going to want to succeed and do 100% at it. Um, but I would say they, they taught me that, like, no, I wouldn't say one thing that was right, but one of the things that was right that they taught me that I stick with today is just, like, enjoy what I'm doing. I mean if I really wanted to get something and be successful and become <laughs> and have such like awards and accolades, like I need to enjoy what I'm doing and spend time and commit to it. And I mean, basketball has given me so much and it's, it's like, I can't, it's not something I can just say thank you to all the time. I and mean, by saying, thank you, I need to go to work. I need to put my head down. I mean, be a good teammate, uh, be a good person. I've learned so many life lessons like off the court. But through basketball, like, so, I mean, that's just one of the things. They never forced me to do anything. Like, they knew that I was hard working. I was hard on myself and that I would, anything that I wanted to do in life, I was going to be able to succeed in it. That's really cool. Sounds super, Thank just you. a great way to approach it. So, I know when you, uh, you know, obviously you excelled at basketball, it was a lot of hard work, but it seemed to just be something you were just naturally really gifted in. Did you have, when you went to the University of Texas, did you have, like, welcome to D1 moment or welcome to Big 12 moment? Did you have, like, I remember you, I heard that you said the first practice was really rough. Was there any yeah. moment that was like, oh, my God, this is a different level? It's funny, it's funny you say that because that's, like, literally what I was thinking when you asked this <laughs> question. And I was just talking. I was um, catching up with, you know, Aaliyah Moore, Amo, and um, the other day, and we were just – talking to the younger kids about how like our fresh or like the summer workout because we have to go to summer school and summer workouts and and it's only an hour on the court and an hour in the weight room and I literally like I've never felt that way before 
Like, I felt like it was it for me. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like, you know, in high school, it's I wouldn't say it's like a breeze, but it's not as challenging. You're not being pushed past those limits that you didn't think you could push, be pushed toward, you know. But when I look back now, I've like, I could probably go through that workout and feel nothing. But that day was, that was my wake up call. I was like, it's time to walk in and understand that this isn't high school. We're in the big girls league. So <laughs> I know a lot of people say they'll be talking about like jumping from one league to another. It's like not even the same game. Do, do you feel that way going from high school to D1 is like, I mean, how would you explain it to someone who, who, doesn't play in that and won't have the chance someone like me that's never done that it's it's hard to explain unless you really go through it like if you're so successful and you're very like you're very successful in high school and let's say there's there's like a few people that may even fall off like it's it's a breeze in high school but when it comes to college it's completely different the girls are stronger faster the pace of the game is faster i mean there's higher expectations and not only that, it's more, it's, it's like NCAA is like a, it's expanded so much in that the whole world sees it. Mm-hmm. Like I know high school and all that, like there's Instagram, there's highlight reels and mixtapes that are um, spreading like, you know, just videos of people. And, but I mean, it's just like such a big platform that even not even just on the court is different. It's like off the court, like someone will know you it's a big change and it's, it's very challenging. It's hard to adjust to, but when you have good coaches and you surround yourself with good people and I mean, close to family, like it just makes it a little bit easier. Absolutely. Uh, what would you say has been, I don't know, maybe the biggest improvement since your high school game to your game now, uh, a couple years at the university of Texas going with Eli, like you said, that first practice you went to, was horrible but now you could probably do it you know much much easier something has improved there what would you say has been some of those bigger improvements just like knowing like mentally that I don't have a cap to my like I don't have a cap to my skill level or anything throughout basketball there's no there's no limit there's no plateau knowing that I could push past certain limits like that's what I learned that I can push past these limits if I really wanted to. And um, obviously it takes, you know, people like the coaches, the strength coach and everyone around you to like assist you. Cause it's not something that you think you could do. I mean, that's just like, like I've obviously or noticeably gotten a lot stronger and faster. And I think that was a big change that I had. I recently like took a picture of, um, me flexing my muscles and compared it to my my first summer here and it's night and day like I don't even look like the same person and I think that has definitely helped a lot don't get me wrong I was pretty fast last year but I I feel very very fast this year I took my summers like this past summer freshman and sophomore year I took that I took it as serious as possible because that's probably going to be my biggest change throughout college is from that year to this year and so I mean I wouldn't, I wasn't like insecure about my body or anything. It's just like there was something to approve upon and I did and I wanted to. And so I was locked in and I, me and Zach, our strength coach, were like, all right, let's do it. Put our heads down and get to work. So that mentality, I mean, obviously that's huge to have that 
kind of mentality, see that change. How have you dealt with the injuries? Because you had some, it's like a stretch of games you missed at the beginning, and then a, a more recent injury against Baylor. And I uh, want I'll talk about that separate too. But like, how, how have you dealt with, you know, knowing you don't have a ceiling, but right now you got to deal with this thing that prevents you from playing. I mean, it's like. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's it's pretty upsetting. I mean, you you get an MRI, X-ray, or whatever it is, and you have your trainer call you and tell you what was on the MRI or X-ray, and it's like, and they're like, "Well, I don't. I'm pretty sure you'll be out for the next two weeks, and you may miss the first five games." And I'm just like, it. You know, you take your little moment to be upset or whatever, but you can't change it. At the like, you can't do anything about it at the moment. So what I made sure I did was. I just made sure I put all my energy and effort into my team because they still needed me. Like, just because you're hurt or on the sidelines or whatever it is doesn't mean you're not a part of the team. So, like, if I had to do rehab or exercises, obviously, on the sidelines, I made sure that I was right there, close to the core. Like, or if I if I had to bike on the um, little bike, I would make sure that's in the middle of the core or right next to the sideline so I can still be vocal enough. And... It's not it we've had a lot of adversity with our team with injuries this year and they're definitely not fun but you kind of just got to like play with what you have. I mean nobody else is your opponent's not going to care. I mean <laughs> your opponent's not going to care that you're hurt like so you just got to do what you got to do and make sure you're still there for your team and then I took it serious to make sure I came back but not to rush because I was one of the injuries that if you did come back too soon it could it could get worse. And so, I mean, they they made like they let me take my time. Um, I was still heavily involved in everything. Coach Schaefer, he he called me the assistant coach and everything. So it was like one of those things where I just I was still there. Like it, they the team said they felt like I was still playing with them. Obviously, it's different um, when I'm not physically on the court, but that's how they felt, and I'm glad that they felt that way and that they could trust me. And then when I came back, I was happier than ever. Um, I was five games behind, but I didn't feel like I was, so I was good. Yeah, that's a huge uh, validation from coach to be able to say that and uh, for the team to say that too. You know, a lot of players have role models or folks they look up to uh, when it comes to playing. Did you have anybody you looked up to in the sense of like recovering from injury? Obviously, a ton of athletes have gone through something like that. Was there anyone or anyone's like injury and recovery journey that you looked at? for for inspiration now that you asked that i've never i've never thought of that like looking up to someone as far as like injury and recovery but when i do think of like being tough and stuff i always think about when kobe um kobe bryant he tore his achilles and i think he told his trainer that he wanted to shoot his free throws and then he hit them both. Like, I always think about that. Like, I know there's a lot worse injuries than what I've, what I went through to miss those five games. But, like, to be able to be mentally tough and just have that grit and that want to shoot your free throws after just, like, tearing and rupturing or whatever was your Achilles is, is absolutely insane to me. And I, I respect that. And that's something that I do think about here and there. Yeah, that's that's that Mamba mentality. That's that's. Yeah. Can't get much tougher than that. No, it can't. Um, so, you know, basketball is an interesting sport because 
it's so crazy like the highs and lows are all together it's just right next to each other you could have you know a 40 point game be on top of the world and then two nights later you go like one for 10 from the three point line and you're just like the the newspapers are dogging you and you're just like you you're at you're at your lowest and you just got to keep going it's just these highs and lows constantly and so close together and what, what one one that was in your story uh is you had a triple double like the fourth ever in the University of Texas history and then like I don't know a week or two later you're you're injured again for another five games how do you internally balance out all the highs and lows that come along with the season because you obviously can't get like wrapped up completely in the emotions of it you gotta you gotta be yourself how what do you do how do you do it um, when you say highs and lows, like that, that could go towards injuries. Um, but it can just also go towards just winning and losing and just how well you're doing as a team. Um, we're all here for a reason. That means we're good basketball players. Like coach saw something in that, in us to be able to win games and to be able to make the program better than what it was before. And I mean, Everybody goes to adversity, and it's it's how you re- respond and how you react to it. That's that'll tell you who you are as a person. And um, you know, you do have your moments where you do slip up, and you're like in your feelings and and, and just thinking about the past. But you always want to play the next play, and um, that's something that I've been trying to focus on to make sure I'm doing. It's just the past is in the past, even if it was high. Of course, you want to celebrate. Like, our, recently, like, we just beat Oklahoma, like, a team that scores 90 points a game, and we cut it in half. And I just remember Coach Schaefer was like, all right, we will celebrate today, which was yesterday. Yeah. But tomorrow, I need you to use the restroom and flush it <laughs> because we have another game on Monday. It's kind of like that. You know, it's just – you always want to be on your toes and be ready. Cause like you said, there, is, there are highs and lows that happen like back to back and you don't know when they're going to come. So if you, if you were sitting on it too much or sitting on the high too much or sitting on the low too much, you'll never really be ready for the next thing. Speaking of highs. Yeah. Last night, yesterday was uh, amazing. Keeping yeah, you keep in Oklahoma, literally half of what they're used to 45 points. That's insane. Um, is there a moment this season that really sticks out to you as just a, yeah, something you'll never forget, a memory that will always be with you in a, in a good way. Maybe it was last night. Maybe it was something else. Um, so far, is there anything that just comes to mind right at the top of the list for you? Um. Yes. So I don't remember who we were playing, but as we all know, uh, Leah Amo is out for the season. And I just remember, of course, that was probably the worst memory, but it wasn't that, like, it wasn't an injury that was like the best or whatever it was. It was just how everyone seemed to come together as a team. And like with that, like it was, that's, that's not something that you want for anybody. Um, you could, you could just see like, of course the people who've been there um, shed more tears than the ones who recently just came, but you can just see all the tears on people's faces. And um, it was just really hard for us. And, I'm of course like it was sad but I think the best memory was that after that game Amo got in the middle of our little prayer circle and we all put our hands on her 
and Coach Schaefer said his normal prayer, um, post-game prayer. And what he said was just so uplifting. It was hard to, like, be sad in that moment when something bad just happened, you know. I feel like that's just the best memory that just after that, I feel like a whole bunch of people's mindsets changed on mentalities and just everything has changed. You could just see how much we cared about each other. And um, I think that's when we all realized, like, we really do love each other like teammates, but even more like sisters. Yeah, you realize it's those are the kinds of things that will always be with you. You know, when you look back on mm-hmm. this experience, you're like, uh, it's those moments, it's those kind of things that happen between the games. Um, when I look back, it's all the travel with the team. It's all the random like, hey, let's leave the hotel and walk around and like, you know, go out on the town, see what see what see what's out there. It's like all those things stick out so much farther than I thought they would. Um, looking back, that's really that's really cool to hear. A um, couple more questions, and then we can jump into uh, rapid fire. Uh, I know we talked about folks that you you may or may not look up to um, when it comes to injury or mentality. Uh, is there anybody that you admire and kind of model your game after? I know and I've heard another of you. You mentioned like Kyrie and and Allen Iverson. The answer, uh, you know, why those f- folks? And is there anyone else now? Oh, it's always going to be Allen Iverson. That's probably always going to be my first. Um, I mean, just the way he played the game and I was just so young and the fact that I can remember him specifically, that that obviously has, it's come a long way that I can remember that he, he basically set like this, he imprinted in my brain, like that he is the person that I want to look up that he, he is like, he told me, you need to look up to me. And I just, it's been with me ever since like like what I picked up a basketball and that um, my family would watch TV and it was most of the time it was him. Cause I think I'm pretty sure my mom, um, he, she enjoyed him playing as well, but I would say another person that has recently picked up has been Kelsey Plum. I mean, she's, she's just a dog. I mean, it's just, it's not much you can say when you, when you see somebody playing so hard and just have so much grit and commitment to the sport and show so much passion um, while she's playing, I just, it's real, it's really, it's well appreciated, appreciated, and um, it goes unseen. Um, tomorrow night's a game against Baylor. You, last time you played Baylor was an injury. What, what, what are you thinking about? What do you think about the night before a game? How are you preparing like the night before right now? And what are you doing first thing in the morning? Um, my preparation is just like um visually seeing how the game could go or how I want it to go and just constantly telling myself like yes we are ahead in the league right now but anything can happen um with such competition coming up with Baylor and uh, K-State I mean Baylor wants their league back you know since we beat them at home the first time so just remaining focused and understanding what's at stake um, that's how I get through these. That's what I think about before every game. And even in the morning when I wake up, it's like, what am I putting in my body right now? Am I drinking enough water? Like, am I getting myself ready to play probably a back and forth game? Because mm-hmm. they're a good basketball team. And so it's not going to be like, like Coach Schaefer said, it's not going to be 90 to 80. We're going to have to play some defense to win. And so just locking in and understanding my role, what I have to do to be a leader and what I have to do 
to get my team, like, for us to win. And so, yeah. Let's jump into some rapid fire. It doesn't have to be one word, but, you know, a sentence or two or just a phrase or unless you have a, a great story to jump into. that, And you can okay. obviously say that, too. All right. What are you most curious about right now outside of basketball? Well, that's a good question. Basketball is basically my whole life. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's just, I like, when you said, what am I curious about? I was like, oh, I'm curious about a lot. And then you said not basketball. I was like, oh, I mean, there, there's like a few things. Like, I'm curious about like some shows, some movies, like, those like those are probably my next big thing because that's the, all I have time for other than basketball. Um, what I'm, that's actually, what I'm, it is. that's what it is. That it, I, that really got me someday there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's my whole goal. No. Uh, well, there, there's one, and I'm also curious about what my next tattoo will be. So okay. yeah, I, I you do have some tattoos, quite a few. Let me ask. Uh, how far do you think you'll take that? Just whenever whenever inspiration hits, get one. Based on that, like, where do you think you want to take that? I mean, honestly, I never thought I would ever even get a tattoo, but I love art a lot. I mean, I enjoy painting and drawing. And um, that's just, I mean, that's just something that's constantly on my mind, which is like, it's kind of a weird thing, uh, in, in my opinion, but I want to get to the point where I'm drawing my own tattoos. And so I think that's also, like, before this call, I was actually... Um, starting to doodle my own on my iPad. So maybe that's my curiosity right now. <laughs> that's, that's your curiosity, I think. Yeah, that's a great answer. That's actually a unique answer, too. No one's ever said tattoos. Really? That's good. No, no <laughs> one's ever said tattoos. You're the first one. Um, all right, so th hopefully this won't throw you off either. What's your proudest achievement outside of basketball? Tattoos? <laughs> um, right now, it's probably owning the kitten that I have. Um, her name's Princess. Uh, it's a very, very big deal for me. I love her to death. <laughs> I did not know you had a kitten. so Not a lot of people know that. Okay. Bad. I was going to say bad research on my end, but yeah, that's a huge deal. That's a big responsibility. Yeah. Um, it is, actually. So I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself for holding it down. All right. Dang. Yeah, no kidding. That's that. I mean, you, you, you're you got a full time, full time and a half job with what you got. So to have a cat on top of that, a kitten, especially a kitten, that's a lot of work. Yeah, she's about like five, six months. I got her when she was two months, though. So. Oh my gosh, energy. Yes. All right. So what's uh, what's your biggest goal not yet achieved? An NCAA championship. <laughs> There's basketball I, for you. <laughs> I, I figured that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, mm -hmm. I already asked you this. Were there any other any other sports you, you were potentially going to play? Um, here, here's one that applies like daily life. Daily habit that you stick to or try to stick to. Since I'm so into drinking water now, because I was really bad at it last year, that's probably what it is. Like literally the first thing I do in the morning is grab my water bottle, go to the, the ice box and get some ice and put some water in it. It sounds boring, but it's very important to me now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's not boring. It's like the fundamentals of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I tell people all the time, you know, like that. You know, the little kids playing basketball and the professionals playing basketball. They're doing the same drills. They're doing the same layups. They're doing a lot of the same things. The only difference is the pros 
They've perfected those things. They they perfect the fundamentals and fundamentals of life, staying hydrated, like things like that. There's nothing. Yeah, it's boring, but it's also how you get to excellence, if that makes sense. Yes, you're right. I've learned a lot about just being good at something, but also trying to perfect it, too. Yes. Being good at the fundamentals is key to life, key to sports, all that. Um, so on each of our cans, it says brew without compromise. And that's because, you know, we're, we we brew beer without any alcohol. So we're going totally against the grain. We're like, we were doing this thing so different than anybody else. And that took doing it as excellent as possible for it to have even the smallest chance of success. And so that's why we say we got to brew without compromise. But to brew without compromise, you got to live your whole life without compromise. We've got to live each day doing the best we can with the best ingredients we can uh, and, and not cutting corners. Uh, what does it mean to you to live without compromise? Um, just like you said, basically, just take what you got, um, give everything 100%, give your, your all, enjoy what you're doing. Uh, that's basically how I live it. I mean, I just, I try to look ahead every day, make sure my mental is good, my physical, my spiritual, my emotional, just everything is the best I could be top tier. And if I am going through some adversity, like it's it's not the end of the world. That's basically what I tell myself. It's, it's not the end of the world. You'll get through it. Uh, take what you got and move on. Well, there you have it, folks. Rory Harmon, athletic brewing athlete, uh, college basketball star. And unfortunately, that dream of an NCAA championship is going to have to wait. They lost the other night to Louisville and going to have to come back next year and try again. But if you'd like to try any of the beers mentioned in this show or Trailblazer, go to athleticbrewing.com. You can learn more about ordering online or finding us on store shelves near you. All right. All right.